Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulist Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix. You can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. Sleep. It affects everything in your life. Let's face it, whenever there's nobody awake at night and, and you're the only one up and yep. you're surfing the computer, that's just not a good place to be at. I will yeah. say that reading books to my kids at night uh, saved my life. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off. Good, Good morning. Good morning, Chad. It's been a couple weeks, huh? It's How you been, been it's been a while. Yeah. In real time in uh podcast land if you yeah, I guess like it's been two weeks, probably. Since, yeah, I think so. Because we published and then we were out of town um that Thursday that Friday and then you we were both out of or you were out of town last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah Florida. So we've both been on vacation. How yep. was yours? It was good. It was really fun. It was a quick short um Actually, one of the thoughts I had about the podcast today was like, could I do a whole podcast on Polidoro? Um, <laughs> but I think we could maybe broaden it into more of just a uh, the joys of the short and sweet road trip. Um, so it was four days, you know, it was, it's like nine hours-ish to drive up there. We were there for two and a half days, turned around and, and drove home and we took our time coming back. So it was like maybe 10, 11 hours to come back, but we made a couple stops and yeah. um, had some fun. So no, it was really nice. Um, the whole panhandle is Texas in my mind. Like if you go okay. to Amarillo, if you go to Canyon and uh, Quana and, and all those little towns up there, gosh, that's just, you know, that's for me, that's, you know, the cattle and the, the Native American history, all that stuff. It was great. So I've never you? been up in that area. I'd love to go. Yeah. And your pictures were like postcards. It's, Seriously. it's amazing. I mean, you just like, in the heart of God's creation, you know, we got up early. Um, there's a, a hike that goes up to the lighthouse, 
um, which is this big, huge rock formation. I don't know. It's like five stories tall. Maybe. Looks like a sculpture. Yeah. It's incredible. You should see his pictures. It's, uh, it, maybe I'll post some to the Capitol. You guys. should. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we would, uh, so we got up early. It was a brutal hot. So that, that weekend was the heat wave that came through. I think the whole nation was hit by it. So there was like 110 on the canyon floor. So we got up really early. Um, and it's really dry up there. So when we started, it was 68, beautiful, and the birds are out. And the, you know, if you, the canyon is deep enough that sunrise happens on the rim, and then you drive down and you get to your hiking site, and it hasn't like come up there yet. So we got there right as the sun was cresting the canyon rim. You could just watch the light just drop down the wall as it hit like all the different colors of rocks. So it was just, it was incredible. We, we, you know, it's a three, about a three mile hike, three and a half mile hike to get out there. Uh, so did that, hung out for about an hour after the hike, and then came back. And gosh, by the time we got back at you know eleven, eleven thirty, it was already ninety eight degrees. And yeah, you know, we were we were pretty uh, we were very grateful to be off the trail and not the people that we watched Going walking down. down the trail at eleven o'clock. You're like, Why are you doing this now? Yeah, I sure hope you have lots of water. Bad timing. Yep. So how about you? You got to uh, you did a different climate and uh, beach. Maybe, yeah. Maybe so if there was a, a there was a heat wave, we didn't know it because yeah. we were we were beaching it every day. I mean, it was hot on the beach, but it was uh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, four four families together. Yeah. Um, awesome. Four Catholic families all together going to vacation at uh, Rosemary Beach, Florida. We had twenty one kids among us nice. and three friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was really cool. It was really mm-hmm. cool. We had a lot of fun, good downtime, and. Uh, Tried to carry that over once we got home. Yep. You know, a lot of the things that we tried to do to enjoy our <laughs> vacation time, we tried mm-hmm. to carry that over here. Sure. So the other day it was like we got on bikes. We rode bikes to uh, Prime Stop that's down the that, road. Yeah, and that's we, awesome. uh, got some sweet treats. And then uh, on the way back, we went to the neighborhood pool. And then the next day we uh, we actually rode our bikes to the neighborhood pool. And it was just, it's fun. You know, those yeah. are the things that you do whenever you're on vacation. I was like, huh. Ah, should do that. Absolutely. Yeah, so just trying to keep it, keep it going. You know, we don't want it to end, but yeah. you know, back to the grind at work and, um, you know, ready for the next one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> ready yeah, for the next vacation. Back, I went, uh, so we got, we drove all day Sunday to get back and, uh, went right into, um, some training at work that Monday morning. Yeah. And, uh, that's tough. oh man, I, you know, and I sat there and, and it's, um, you know, the, the, there's something about, closeness to vacations and I think you know our minds do need like a transition time you know because you go from one experience to the next and you do that in rapid enough succession if the experiences are different enough they seem to really stick um yeah. and so that Monday I was so distracted you know it was yeah. just you know gosh I wish we were back up there and you know thinking about the hike and you know just images of the canyon of cars whenever he's whenever he's uh he's on the racetrack at the very end but mm-hmm. he's dreaming of uh of uh Racing Being around back. with, you know, whatever. Yeah, what was exactly. the name of the plant? Radiator Springs. Yeah, Radiator Springs. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Well, let's jump into the topic. I so think uh, I think a... we can segue, right? The, the, yeah, uh, yeah. So we were dreaming. And, and what are you doing when you're dreaming? You're, you're trying to sleep, I guess. Yeah, so maybe that sleep. was a, uh, <laughs> maybe I was daydreaming because of part of the fatigue. Um, but we thought that, you know, we would talk about uh, sleep and how it can affect you as a Catholic dad uh, today. And um, I think, it, you know, there's... Um, obviously all these great phases of life that we go through. Um, and the big one that everybody remembers and or thinks about, maybe, you know, we'll talk a little bit on the podcast is certainly when you're, we've got babies in the house. And so that, you know, definitely affects sleep and everything else. But um, I found just lately, especially this summer. Define baby, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. At what age do they yeah. stop being a baby? Eight. 
um, in the Dodge <laughs> household. Um, but that, you know, with summer especially, it seems like this is something that's really it, it, going on in the Dodge household. Um, in uh, I don't know if that's uh, common as well. You know, in summer, we really let, you know, it's summer, right? We try to let the rules slide and <clears throat> let everybody have a, a good time and stuff. But I think really the topic today should be about sleep. And, um, you know, we, we do a lot of... Um, at least we should focus on our health as Catholic dads and try to get exercise and try to eat well. Um, you know, one of the pillars of that is sleep and it affects everything in your life. You know, I really, I really do believe that, um, you know, from, from work performance to dad performance to spirituality. And so maybe we can kind of talk about those three areas oh, um, yeah. where it, it's really important and, you know, happy to get some advice on how to get more sleep. We certainly aren't getting a lot right now, just personally, um, as a dad as well, because I think we have a lot of pressures that, you know, once the house gets quiet, you know, that's the time that maybe you get a chance to, to have an hour or two just to yourself or do a hobby or do whatever. Gosh, you know, if, if the kids aren't going to bed till 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, you know, you either have to give up that hobby, um, for a while, you know, maybe yep. decades, um, <laughs> or, uh, you know, you end up making the decision that you stay up late and then, uh, you know, like for this morning we podcast, uh, you know, it's bright 6 a.m. Yeah. because we do it before work, yeah. you know, so then the flip side is uh, mornings I've found are a great time to do some extracurricular activities because it's not taken away from the family. Um, but the flip side of that is then, you know, if you go to bed like we did last night at, like we were texting each other what, yeah, 1130 yeah. or whatever, you know, midnight, yeah. um, it was pretty <laughs> close to midnight. Um, gosh, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be kind of a rough day next. So I'll kick that over to you. What are your, what are your thoughts? So I agree totally that sleep is one of the, um, the things that we forget about or we, we let slide, unfortunately, is to our detriment. Um, just like from a real quick, from a health perspective yeah. and when, and from a fitness perspective, it's one of those things that if your body doesn't get enough rest, it's not going to produce the, and I don't know like the right term of it is, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know if it's endorphins. I don't think it's endorphins, but mm-hmm. your body releases this chemical, this mm-hmm. thing, and it helps you whenever you're, you're getting fit. And I'm being, this is right. terrible, but no, it's, no, no. You're right. it's, this is a thing. This is yep. like a real thing. Okay. Yep. Um, and when you're, when you're lacking that, your body can't produce that. So it, it, it really puts you at a disadvantage to, to achieve health goals. I'm just going to put it that way. And yeah. I don't know the name of it. And maybe I can like research well, and, it, and it. That's part of the whole recovery cycle. Exactly. And well, it's, yeah, it's not only the recovery, yeah. but yeah, but, but for sure of recovery too. So if you're lifting or if you're running, you know, a lot of cardio or whatever, your body's not going to be able to fully recover from those, right. uh, from those exercises. Um, and then, and then it spills off into what you're saying. I mean, when you have a, a short night's sleep and, uh, you're, you're just grumpy the next day right. I and mean, you're tired. It's, it's, uh, it's to your detriment. So I, I think that sleep is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, you know, going back from, uh, I can't remember what spurred the thought for me, but I was getting frustrated at the fact that, you know, my workouts have not really been there and, you know, it's just like, basically I'm, I'm not where I want to be physically, mm-hmm. you know, with my fitness level. And, um, and I just thought a a thought came to me that, that Kim, you know, my wife, she, she carried these babies for, you know, nine months. Mm -hmm. And then after a time, you know, after birth, there's a time where they're still, you know, they're nursing. So they're still, 
that basically this is their sacrifice right. for their body yep. is sacrificed for these this time period and it's not just nine months of big pregnancy right. it, it expands you know whenever you're you're nursing and things like that it expands past that mm-hmm. and they can't do anything yep and then it's like in 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 during those times I think what it was is I was I was reflecting on you know my fitness cycle and I was like man back back in you know b- before the flood you know yeah. I was. I was kicking butt in the gym and, and it was awesome. And then, and then all this, what, what happened? Okay. The flood happened, but then what else is going on? It's like, Oh, that's right. Now I'm the one that's, that's, you know, we're weaning Cameron. So it's yeah. like, now I'm taking care of Cameron at night and I'm not, you know, I'm getting, I need to get my sleep. Right. Absolutely. So it's like, what's going on? And you, you talked about, you got to give up something. Yep. Well, I had, I had to give up working out in the mornings because you know what? It's you just got to sacrifice That's for right. that. But it is just a season. It is mm-hmm. just like they, just like our wives, have sacrificed for a season of their life. You know, it's going to transition to you. You know, yep. to the dad. You know, and that's what we're as Catholic dads. We're, you know, we're in this together with our wives. Yep. So we now move over to that, and now that we're over in that, you know, so they they get their bodies back, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know. And now we make the sacrifices. Right. And sometimes that means, okay, if, if I need I need to get my sleep, so where do you put it on the scale? Right. You know, you mentioned it. Do I stay up late and I do those extra hobbies? Do I wake up early and do those those yep. extra things? Or do I say, no, I need to get seven hours of sleep? Right. Yep. That's the, um, I, I would say probably, you, you know, hopefully this is a universal statement. Um, just because you see a lot of, it's kind of a big thing in the media and there's, you know, all these articles, of course, that are coming out about everything. Um, but the, you know, it, it seems like based on the studies, just overall, we get so much less sleep than we used to. Um, I keep going back. So my um, my grandmother's doing very well. She had a fall and thank you for all of your prayers. I think they helped because she's she's made a really a, a pretty miraculous Fantastic. recovery. Um, you know, but my, my grandparents, one's, you know, my grandfather's 95, my grandma's 93. You just go, you know, they're, they're, still doing good in, in, at that age. Um, and you wonder, well, how much sleep did they get growing up, you know, without the electronics and without the, you know, all the other distractions and all the other things. And, you know, in, uh, you know, when my grandfather was in his forties, you know, was he getting eight to 10 hours of sleep? You know, there wasn't that many distractions. I mean, there was TV and there was all that stuff, but we don't have all of the noise and the busyness, um, and everything else. And I, and I think, you know, my impression, is that, you know, generations previously were more disciplined about, you know, the kids sleep in their own room, they don't share our beds, they don't do this, they don't do that. And that all contributes to that as well, I think. Um, but so I've wondered about that, like, you know, are yeah. we, not just the prioritization, but the long-term, you know, there's some long-term side effects that they're seeing. From that, you know, you do, your body generates lots of beneficial hormones, your memory while you sleep, that's one of the things that, you know, your your mind relaxes and the things that you learned that day get, you know, transferred from short-term memory to long-term memory. Um, and maybe it's just because I'm getting old, but I think, you know, <laughs> uh, part of it is, is being, uh, getting a little less sleep this summer than I need to. Um, one of the things in, uh, I've, I felt the same way in the gym. I haven't been able to get to the gym in like three weeks from all this craziness at work and, um, vacation and, you know, just the summer seems to everything kind of hits at once. Um, but when I'm, I've been in there, yeah, it just seems like, you know, my energy level when I walk in is just not what it used to be. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, your focus you know, we're going to talk about kind of three things. So work, family, and, and spirituality. Um, maybe we'll start backwards and work the other way. Spirituality, in a lot of times, is what we drop, like, for our hobbies, for our thing, you know, our prayer time, 
you know, well, gosh, you know, I, you know, if you're working out, you're not praying, you know, and, and where do you prioritize that? For me, um, you know, and I've made the choice that sleep, you know, is a priority. You know, I could set the, the watch at five and make sure I get up. But if I'm exhausted, I'm not putting the effort into the spiritual life that I should. And so, you know, I tried to, to do that a little bit earlier in the summer where, oh, you know what, I'm going to set my alarm, you know, half hour early, 45 minutes earlier than I used to. And then that, I'm going to give that time to God. And, and it just, it didn't work. You know, <laughs> just giving up that, that rest time affects everything else. Um, and so that priority, I, I, I feel like the priority needs to be high. And I know I don't prioritize it. Um, you know, last Wednesday night or whatever, I, I just cut it out. I told, I said, everybody, I said goodnight to everybody at nine and, and I just crashed, you know, and, and the teenagers were up and everybody was still up watching TV and stuff. I was like, and that's pretty unusual when, if I do something like that, you know, you like to be the last guy to go to bed and, you know, walk around the house and all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes I think you do need to do that. And as dads, it makes a, a huge difference in our performance. So at work, you know, it seems like it's a little bit easier to be, get distracted. It's a little bit easier for that. Mm-hmm. You know, the email pops up and you're working on one thing and that ding, you know, maybe you could have ignored it before, but when you're tired, you're, you know, you're just, your focus is not there. Um, you know, so it definitely expects, it, it affects the spiritual life in two ways. One is the same lack of focus, but two, um, you know, if, if you have to prioritize something to get a little bit more sleep, then you might not be praying in the morning anyway, if it's always just go, 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 go. Um, and then finally, you know, is your, is your dad performance? Um, we all have seen, no matter what age it is, the kid that's tired, right? Oh yeah. And it's Melting like, oh down. man, look at that kid. He's so tired, right? And it happens to us all the time. We just don't recognize it when we're tired. <laughs> when I'm um, throwing my tantrum. <laughs> yeah. When we're tired, you just, it, it affects, you know, relationships obviously and across the board, but, um, you know, your fuse, and I think it's a great phrase cause you're, it just makes our fuse that much shorter. As Catholic dads. So the less sleep you get, the shorter your fuse. And then, um, you know, that can be kind of a recurring cycle. Um, I talked to a, a buddy last night, actually kind of about the same thing, because um, he was saying that he had gone out and he does sports late in the evening, because um, that's the only time that they can get, you know, ice time and stuff. And so he doesn't get home after, you know, playing hockey until 1030, sometimes 11 o'clock at night. He plays hockey? He plays hockey. In, in Houston? Uh, yep. Yep, there's wow. two, there's a, a two or three leagues actually, surprisingly enough. But there's not that much ice as you can imagine. So, uh, um, but yeah, I was like, you know, what do you deal with that? Because I'm, you know, after you go to a game or a movie or something, you kind of need that downtime when you get home. You know, yeah, it's like that's that's the time he he plays his hobby, and then yeah, he gets home and he just has to, you know, it takes an hour to decompress. So, thoughts on any of that? Yeah, so I think it goes back to one one podcast you mentioned being intentional. Mm-hmm. And so with sleep, you just need to be intentional about your sleep. Mm-hmm. It's not going to it right. shouldn't be like a I'm going to go to sleep after XYZ is done. It should right. be at this time yep. is bedtime. Yep. And then it's the same thing with the prayer. So like you you want and that's how you had mentioned it in the podcast episode is you know, be intentional about your prayer. So it's not like don't don't just fit in prayer wherever it can fit. Right. You know, like just say that in these moments I will pray. So be it when I first wake up, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm going to pray. Yep. When I go to bed, I'm going to pray. When I'm driving to work, I'm going to pray. So while that might sound like you're quote unquote fitting it in, hey, I can do air quotes because um, oh, that's we're right, we're on the video. Room. Yeah, nice. Um, while I I can say that you know, those things, I, 
it might seem like I'm fitting it in. You're actually being intentional about right, it. You right. know, I'm I'm being intentional about these and, actions. And I think the you know the intentional that I meant was like just like you're saying, like intentionality means planning it before it happens, exactly. so that you don't yeah. end the day and go, "Gosh, I was going to do that." Exactly. That's intentional. And your point about having a bedtime is that's a yeah. great point. And great and point. with kids, so Catholic dads here, you have kids, and you might have small kids. Um, I will say that when I'm when I look back at when things really started turning around from my from my health perspective, mm-hmm. it's whenever I number one started to um, read books to the kids. Yep. Um, you know, for for a long time, I read books to the kids like every night, and then for some reason, like we stopped. I stopped. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like one day I was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna start reading to the kids again." Right. And it did several things for me. You <laughs> know, so I'm gonna be transparent about mm-hmm. this too. So um. One thing that it did is that, you know, obviously you're spending time with your kids. Right. So you're, you're up, upstairs, you're reading books, um, they're, they're listening to your voice. I mean, so like you're having an interaction that's very special and I feel is super valuable. Oh, yeah. I think that that is like, you know, one of the things that I look back on and I'm sad for now is that on the, the older kids, you know, I don't read books to them anymore. Right. You know, well, they're older, they're teenagers, you, right. know, you know, so it's like, but there's like a pining in my heart that mm-hmm. it's. I don't get to read books to them anymore, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, so that's just a, like a side thing. But, but the second thing that that did was that I would fall asleep upstairs with them. Yep. Well, when you're going upstairs with a bedtime for your kids and you're reading books, so number one is semi early, you know, nine mm-hmm. o'clock is the, is the hour. It's like when the clock strikes nine, it's like, okay, right. we're, we're like, everybody is starting to meander upstairs and get the bedtime routine going. I'm not saying we're sleeping at nine, but. Yeah. That's like the time that everybody's like, okay, it's time. Yep. But so from somebody that would go to bed at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, right. which is what I was, yep. to now it's nine o'clock, I'm I'm upstairs and we're starting the bedtime routine. And that's that's huge. Oh yeah. And I can remember uh, because so I would fall asleep. Yep. I would fall asleep, you know, after reading books to him um and saying prayers, I'd fall asleep just upstairs, I'd on the floor. Uh huh. And I can remember thinking I never thought a floor would be so comfortable. Uh-huh. But, you know, whenever you, you've just read books and prayed with your family, with your kids, you know, that, that floor yeah. is like a cloud on, you know, uh-huh. cloud nine heaven, you know. So, um, and I can remember a couple of times early on, I would wake up, um, like, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning, and I would have already gotten more sleep just from right there than right. I had previously because, right. you know, I was working on like maybe four hours of sleep. Yep. And I think that really, that got a lot of things going for me because when you're doing that, when you're going to bed earlier, you can wake up earlier. Mm-hmm. What what will you do when you wake up earlier? Well, maybe you have more time to pray. Yep. Maybe you have time to work out. Right. Maybe you have time to do these other things that you don't normally have time to do if you're getting too little sleep. Right. And you're waking up and you're in a rush and you're and you're groggy and all mm-hmm. of that. So like all of that. Second thing was uh, spiritually, at least for me. Um, Let's face it, whenever there's nobody awake at night and and you're the only one up and yep. you're surfing the computer, that's just not a good place to be at. Yep. A lot of times, right? So um I'll just leave it at that. Yep. And whenever you whenever you are going to bed, you know, falling asleep upstairs with your kids because you just read books and, and said prayers and now you're too tired and you just you just basically pass out up there. Right. That goes away. Yep. And then it becomes a habit that you're upstairs and you're reading books and you're going to bed early. And then now, now you're in, your body's in a cycle of 
nine o'clock, I'm getting sleepy. Right. I need to go to bed. Yeah, that's it. And and that really for me that turned my life around. I will yeah. say that reading books to my kids at night uh, saved my life. Which was another podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's my thought. That's uh, um, on your on your point about you know, mom always said nothing good ever happens after ten o'clock, right? <laughs> it's the truth, and, man. Uh, <laughs> and and I guess back to you know to tie that to the intentionality, right? Like no one is ever intentional about their time at ten thirty at night. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's just like that's going to be that's you know that's your you know unintentional time. Once you get tired, you know, even if you had you know, and I've done this before, we're like. You know, I've, I've got some stuff that I'm trying to study for. I've got some other things. Yeah. It's like, man, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll start doing that. You know, after the kids are in bed, I can study for an hour at 930. Yeah, you're too tired. Your brain's done. You know, I'm not a night owl anymore. You know, if I ever was, I don't think I ever was. Um, you know, so you, you can't be intentional about, well, gosh, you know, I'm going to start doing something at 11 o'clock at night, you know, on a weeknight that you're going to be getting up yeah. early for work. You know, you just can't do it. Um, you, but you can be, the flip side is you can be intentional about your your time, right? And you can be intentional about what you're going to do first thing in the morning. And right. so, you know, it, it's so much better to, to shift that calculation. Um, even if, you know, even if you're only going to get six hours a night and set the alarm at 4 a.m. or whatever, there was yeah. some Facebook video of a Navy SEAL going around saying like, you know, the best way to be productive is to set your alarm at 4 a.m. or whatever. Um, but even just yeah. shifting so that. So that just means going to bed early. Don't, just, don't set your alarm at four and go to bed at midnight. Right, exactly. You know, yeah, you got to shift not it good. back. <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting you said about getting sleepy when you change that that clock too, because that's totally true. Yeah. Also, it, it's it's really a self fulfilling, not self fulfilling, but it's a um, self perpetuating habit. So you you stay up right. later and later and later and later. Your body gets more and more used to that, and then you know we at least you know all the Catholic dads I know we've got alarms to wake up in the morning. That alarm doesn't go off on the weekends, and I'm still awake at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. You know, because you, your body just gets attuned to that. Um, in fact, this week I was trying to catch up to sleep and I didn't have my alarm on except for today. Um, yeah. And I was still up at 5.30, you know, 6 o'clock, you know. Um, but, the, I mean, that's a great point, too, I hadn't thought about is if you make that bedtime a habit and your body starts craving it because you basically, if we're walking around like zombies, you know, nine days out of ten. I mean, I just, everybody you look at at work is exhausted. There's, you know, I've got... Everybody does has the stories of the folks that fall asleep in meetings. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've got I've got bosses that I've I've talked to him and, and he was doing this while I was talking to him. Yeah, like I mean, literally just yeah, face yeah. to face. Yeah. Now that we're on video, you can see what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. But literally yeah. face to face, yes. the guy's nodding off as we're having a conversation. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, so it's everywhere, and yeah. we're just not listening. Yeah. Um, to our bodies. And, and the the other analogy is with food. If you if you overeat and overeat and overeat and overeat, your body gets desensitized to that. Yeah. You start eating it. less and less. Your body starts feeling full sooner, then it's a it's just a good habit. So yeah, man, great points. That was awesome. That's a great yeah. story. I love yeah, that story. And, and I will, and I would just say like um, just a little final thought on on our bedtime routines is that so Cameron, our baby, your baby. So I, I asked to define baby. He's almost two. Yeah. He's the baby, right? Yeah. Um, well, to that point, Catholic dads, um, you'll get sleep when your kids are out of your house, right? So if you if you've got young young kids, I mean, and you're I like, disagree, oh my gosh, I can't but I ever sleep. I disagree with that. I disagree. I get plenty of sleep. I got my Fitbit to prove it, man. Right. I mean, it's just go to bed, go to bed earlier. That's the thing. You're gonna sacrifice. You got to sacrifice. What I meant is like, there's always gonna be kids getting up, right? Like our, our you don't plan for well, gosh, when the kids are ten. You know, I'm not going to get a bunch of sleep now because they're little, but by the time they're six or seven, I'm going to be getting so much sleep because they're yeah. still going to be getting up at night. They still, at least our kids always have, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they're, you know, daddy, can I have a glass of water? You know, that stuff always happens. Just be prepared for it. And then yeah. the teenage thing, you know, their, their schedule shift anyway. 
So that's part of the hard time for us now is that the teenagers want to stay up late, you know, and so we're going to bed before the kids. And oh, yeah. I don't really like that either, but... It is I let, it we is, let them. You know. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, that's the, it is the thing it is. is, is like, you know, as homeschoolers, we, yep. um, we have that luxury yeah. of we don't have to wake up for a particular yeah. time. They can start their morning slow yep. and then get into their studies. Yep. So, um, so our, for teenagers, we, we just let them stay up. So our whatever. older kids went really too far last year. So we've pulled that back. So like 10 yeah. o'clock, 11 o'clock, even they're like, you okay. know, I know you don't, because I mean, they're staying up to one, two in the morning. And then, you know, sleep until one or two in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of that's not we healthy either, right? <laughs> no, so, we don't uh, let them do that. Um, but anyway, so just, you know, Catholic dads, in every period of your life, it's important to get enough sleep. Um, but also, you know, don't have that mindset of like, oh, well, this is, you know, as soon as the baby is is weaned, gosh, we're going to get back to like eight hours sleep. Because it's not, there's always going to be stuff going on. There's always going to be sports. There's always going to be whatever. So you have to be you intentional still, about it. I, I still, so I will still be, say that you can, you can still do it. I mean... It's not a given. Like our kids, it's just per, per so, kid. So maybe we should phrase it this way: it's it never it's never going to get easier. You have to you have to focus on it as an intentional, right? Yes. That's my point. It's yes. never going to get easy. If you have this idea of like, well, gosh, as soon as the kid is sleeping in his own bed, then it'll be quote easy. Oh no, it's never going to be easy. Yeah, right. That's the point. Like it's never easy. And you have to be intentional about it. It's just like working out and everything else. And sometimes you have to do, like. I like the phrase "by any means necessary," mm-hmm. which I think is like Malcolm X, right? <laughs> I think that's the Malcolm X. I don't know if he quote. coined it, but he, he um, made it famous. Yeah. If that means you sleep upstairs in the room with your kid, yep. You know, like yep. so, like we'll we'll we have um well not, not upstairs we we have bunk beds, mm-hmm. so it's different. But but back whenever I was talking about when I started reading to the right. kids um, a couple years ago, we had like a big bed. Right. Like a, a queen size bed up there, and, and everybody was sleeping there. So I was laying in that bed. So it's not like I'm. I was always sleeping on the floor. Right. Sometimes I would just like get like to say to say give up. You know, I would just say you know what I'm going to read books in the bed with them, and mm-hmm. I I know I'm going to fall asleep. Yep. I'm going to fall asleep in the bed. Right. <laughs> Even though right. the bed the floor was comfortable, quote unquote. Uh huh. Um. You know the bed's more comfortable. Yep. So uh. So maybe that means you sleep upstairs in the bed. Absolutely. Yep. You know, this is a season. You're not going to be sleeping in the bed with them for the rest of your life. So don't yep. let people give you grief and whatever. Because, yep. you know, there are going to be people out there that are like, oh, what, you sleep in the, your kids sleep with you and, you know, whatever. Yep. You know, when's, you know, whenever they're the ones that are coming to your house and they're taking care of your kids and uh, they're the ones that are making the decisions for your family, then they might have a say. And maybe you should care about right. what they say about what yep. you're doing with your kids. So yep. don't let anybody's opinion stop you. But I'm just saying... If you want to put your kids in their own bed, that's fine. Yep. If they keep getting up, if they get up seven times a night, yep. guess what? They're not ready to sleep in their own bed. Yep. And it's going to be one of two things. You're going to keep on that cycle or you're going to say, you know what? They're not ready for it. And yep. then make an adjustment yep. to give you the sleep that you need and then the sleep that they need. Right. Maybe that means you stay in the room with them. Yep. And that's kind of where we are right now. Or so vice versa. You we've, get, brought, yeah, we've, yeah, put, yeah. we've put beds in our room. Yeah, we've got, you get bunches of beds in our room right now it's yep. not going to be forever right exactly. and you know what you, you know, i can say this now because you know i've got a kid that's about to go off to college yep you're gonna miss that one day yep and that's that time that you spent sleeping in their room or them sleeping in your bed or whatever is gonna look like that mm-hmm. at the end of it all yep you know i'm not saying it's the end i'm just saying like like evan's 18 right and I can remember sleeping in his little twin bed with him whenever he was two years old because mm-hmm. he you know, wasn't ready to sleep in, in his own bed. Yeah. And it just seems like so, number one, it was so far away. Yep. 
and that it was a blink of an eye. Yeah. So don't worry about all that. Yeah. My, my last thought was just that um, Cameron is like, he was addicted to screens. Mm-hmm. Like he would wake up wanting the iPhone, looking mm, at yeah. YouTube kids. Right. Go to bed, looking at YouTube kids. Right. And um, books to the rescue, man. Oh, so yeah. we brought books to the bedside. Yep. And now I don't even bring, well, I bring the phones in to charge them so that I'll have my phones charged. Right. For the morning, but um, we don't even look at the phones yeah, now good. on yep. the on the bed. We read books. Yep. After the books are read, I put them away. I turn off the light. We say prayers, and he falls asleep. Yep. And uh, it's like you think that it's like oh, we're in this cycle, and this is it, and this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And he's addicted to phones, and oh my god, and yep. whatever. But you know what? Change it up. Yep. Exactly. And you might have you know he fussed. Mm-hmm. You know, first couple of nights he was crying. He wanted the phone. I was like, we're not doing this anymore. Yep. yep. And you know what? He's oblivious to the phone at night now. I mean, right. during the day he still uses it, but the bedtime routine has now been replaced. Perfect. And whenever we go to bed, he likes to play with toys mm-hmm. and we read our books. And that's it. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully this uh, was a good podcast for everybody. Maybe yeah, uh, I'm, mostly... glad I didn't, I, I'm glad I didn't like yawn uh, too too noticeably yeah, while we were talking about sleep. Coffee the whole time. Right? <laughs> Jeff pounding coffee. Well, you know, I don't think we um, we had mentioned it, but thank you for listening to the Catholic Dads podcast. And I was Chad, and this is Jeff. That was Jeff. Yep, <laughs> that's right. We didn't do our normal intro. That's right. We're out of that's practice. All good. Yeah, yeah, out of practice. So uh, thanks. Okay. For so being any with us. Uh, any update on Breadbox Media for our fans out there? Is there going to be a transition coming up that we need to start? Like, yeah. So um, the Pete at Breadbox sent me a link to upload our our stuff to. I just I haven't gotten around to it. Yep. So at the moment, we're still just boogieing where we are. I think they've actually, I know that they have a link on Breadbox Media to a kind of like the podcast in media form. So mm-hmm. like on the O'Brien on, online site, it's like a player on a podcast, like a, right. a, a web page. You can page. play it like through the you web page. You play it through the web page. Right. So we do have a page set up like that. Yep. I don't know the address to it though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, sorry, no updates. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was on vacation, and then whenever I got back, we had there's just been a lot of stuff with work. So I'm so keep a just keep an eye out. We'll let you know when we make that transition. And again, thanks for your your prayers. Um, my grandmother is is doing surprisingly well for a 93 year old that had a very serious fall. So great. Um, had surgery a week ago, um, and uh, my my parents were out there for her 93rd birthday. That was almost exactly a week ago, uh, last Thursday and stuff. So. Um, that was good. So thank you for all your prayers. I think they really, really helped. All right. God bless everybody in St. Joseph. Pray for us.
Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love.